Bible prophecies foretell World War III or the Sixth Trumpet War. We will discuss the alliance of China, Russia, and Iran and look at a possible war scenario involving Taiwan, the United States, and Israel, and much more on this edition of End of the Age. Good afternoon, everybody. I'm Dave Robbins with End Time Ministries. Thank you for joining me on this edition of End of the Age. And today I want to talk about the Six Trumpet War. Now, the, the, the prophecy of the Six Trumpet War, World War III, Revelation chapter 9, verse 13 through 16, the Bible says, Loose the four angels bound in the great river Euphrates for to kill the third part of mankind And I saw the number of the horsemen thereof, and it was 200 million soldiers. So what do we know from these scriptures? That World War III will emanate from the Middle East region, the Euphrates River region, housed in Turkey, Syria, Iraq, and Iran. When the smoke clears from this war, one-third of the world's population, uh, with current population numbers, you're looking at 2.5. Six, five billion people. Just uh, um, unimaginable. But it's scripture. And then it says an army of 200 million soldiers will be involved in this war. And of course we know that there are three entities that can field an army of 200 million soldiers. China, which I'll be talking a lot about today. Uh, India and the uh, Islamic faction on the planet. So I'm going to deal today really with trying to tie uh, all the pieces together because we've talked about China and Taiwan, that situation, for years now. My father-in-law talked about it years ago. He even wrote a book, China War and the Third Temple. Probably wrote that, what, maybe 10, 15 years ago. He was looking for any kind of a scenario at that point. Of course, we've got a lot more prophecy understanding today. And then, of course, there's the Russia-Ukraine situation. There is the United States-Israel-Iran situation. But I always watch the Euphrates River because that's where the Bible says this is going to emanate from. However, there has to be an army of 200 million soldiers participate in this. So how is this all going to work? Well, I'm going to give a wartime scenario. Now... Can I prove 100% that this scenario will come to pass? No, I cannot. So this is an educated um, speculation, if you will. But I want to show you kind of how all the pieces are kind of coming together, which could lead to this type of scenario. And you say, well, why are we talking about today? Because this is the sixth trumpet war. The first five trumpets in the book of Revelation have already occurred. The structural element in the book of Revelation, 
the seven seals, seven trumpets, seven vials. The first five trumpets have already occurred. This prophecy is the next one besides the peace agreement to occur. And so it lets us know that, hey, we need to be watching for this thing to happen right now. A war that will emanate out of the Middle East region, involve a 200 million man army that will kill one third of the world's population. It has always been our opinion. And again, I'm going to say opinion here, capital O. Because I can't prove this scripturally. But if you look at the geopolitical situation in all of these areas, it has been our opinion for years that the war would happen first. Then the peace agreement would be signed. And, you know, on the heels of this war, imagine what the, the, um, the cry for peace will be after this war. There will be nations that are willing to just yield up their sovereignty to a world governing body and say, hey, in the name of security, we'll yield up our sovereignty. Well, it's always been our opinion that the war would happen and that they, the world community would look at Israel and the Palestinians and say, okay, we're done. You guys are going to sign a peace agreement whether you want to or not. Now, again, I'm speculating. The, the, the peace agreement could happen first. I cannot prove scripturally which happens first, the peace agreement or the war. However, if you kind of look at the scenario and the way everything's playing out and everything, it looks like possibly the war will happen first and then we'll get to the peace agreement Again, speculation. I want to make sure I I make that known. But let's get off into this scenario. Back in, let's see, 1996, China decided to threaten Taiwan, which Taiwan, an island, uh, what, 90 miles off the coast of China. And if you remember what happened early on, there was a guy named Shanghai Chek. He fled uh, to Taiwan when the communists defeated him on the mainland back in 1948. And at that time, it was called Formosa. And he planned to establish a beachhead in order to reinvade the mainland and overthrow the communists. But it never happened. Well, the communists claimed that Taiwan should be part of China. He took a lot of their gold reserves as well with him. And they also say that they will immediately break diplomatic relations with anyone who recognizes China, they, uh, Taiwan. They've said that for years as an independent nation. Well, Taiwan has become really a power in its own right. According to the Statistics Times, the Taiwanese government has the 22nd largest economy, uh, economic market in the entire world. So it is a small, but it's an, an industrious and a very wealthy nation. And they have the 13th largest gold reserve in the whole world. And Taiwan has wanted to become a, a member of the UN and had international recognition for years, but they have not been allowed because the international community views Taiwan as a, just a province of China. Well, in 96, there was an article that appeared in the New York Times. Charles Freeman of the uh, U.S. State Department at that time, he quoted a Chinese official as asserting that China could act militarily against Taiwan 
without fear of any intervention by the United States because, listen closely, American leaders care more about Los Angeles than they did Taiwan. So it was a threat. Uh, Mr. Freeman characterized the statement as an indirect threat by China to use nuclear weapons against the United States should they interfere if China invaded Taiwan. That was back in 96. Now here we are in 2021. And so I'm going to get a little bit more deeper into this scenario here because I want you to understand I'm going to bring you from there up to today to kind of give you an idea of what's really going on with China, Taiwan, and the Middle East. Get seven deals of Christmas starting now. You remember that feeling you had as a kid during the holidays? You were so excited you couldn't sleep. What experience and gifts would you receive this year? The atmosphere at End Time is nearly the same. We're excited these seven deals are available through the end of 2021. Why are we so thrilled? Because we know these resources transform lives. And that's even more fun than Christmas, especially in these tough times. For the remainder of 2021, you can get deals like an End of the Age Plus subscription for $9.87 per month or just $99 per year. Jerusalem Prophecy College enrollment for $35 per course. Or my personal favorite, our brand new package, Irvin's Last Words. This is a five DVD set that includes Irvin's last sermon, conference, TV show, and radio show valued at over $100, but we're going to give it to you free with a donation of any amount. Go to endtime.com slash Christmas to access these exclusive deals through the end of the year. You can also call 800-END-TIME. Hi, I'm Judy Baxter. When Irvin and I got married, we didn't realize that our calling would be a prophetic ministry. Since we started End Time Ministries, there have been many times we weren't sure how we would pay the bills, but God has always provided. We started with the magazine, then went on radio and TV, and now we have the Jerusalem Prophecy College in Israel and online and End of the Age Plus. The mission has always been to reach people with the gospel of Jesus Christ and the End Time message. Through the years, my husband would say, we will see revival like never before in the last days. We are living in the end time now. Thank you for walking this journey with us and continuing in prayer. You are a part of the team. Thank you for your generous support. It is necessary for God's purpose. The most important thing is that you are ready when the Lord comes. Our hope is to help prepare you for that day. God bless you and we love you. Now, again, it was all the way back in 96 when um, a reporter, uh, Freeman, let me see what was his name again, Charles Freeman of the U.S. State Department, he quoted in the New York Times that China had a veiled threat against the United States mainland. Should we interfere with their taking China, uh, Taiwan in as a just a... a, a, a one of their provinces coming back, uniting them with the Chinese mainland. And he went on to say, Freeman did that, and I'm quoting, he said, I have quoted senior Chinese who told me that China would sacrifice millions of men and entire cities to assure the unity of China, who will find, the uni- who will find that the United States would not make comparable sacrifices should we deal with Taiwan. So, 
you can kind of get the idea of what's going on with the Taiwan situation. In, back in uh, 79, the Congress of the United States voted in a, a non-binding resolution calling for the United States to come to the aid of Taiwan should it come under attack. And it was known as the Taiwan Relations Act. And when Taiwan was preparing for its first democratic elections since its founding in 1948, the mainland began to lob missiles at it. Well, the United States, in response, sent two aircraft carriers to the Straits of Formosa as a threat to mainland China. And then um, President President George W. Bush, he also stated the United States would do whatever it takes to defend Taiwan from China. Well, back in October of this year, President Joe Biden actually stated that the United States was committed to coming to Taiwan's defense if it comes under attack from China. Now, my father-in-law years ago was watching China and Taiwan and and them, you know, possibly threatening a nuclear um, attack on the United States. And that was really what the, a lot of what the book China War in the Third Temple was um, devoted to. I mean, a China-United States-Taiwan situation. The book actually opened with missiles coming in from China and a guy here in the United States firing at the missiles, but he misses some and they come and hit the United States and then it's, you know, it's on after that. So, am I saying that the World War III will be between Taiwan, China, and the United States? I don't know the answer to that. Because, remember the scripture, loose the four angels bound in the great river Euphrates. That's Turkey, Syria, Iraq, and Iran. So I'm going, to try, I'm going to try to tie all this together before we get done here. So today on um, the Bongino Report, there's an article from the American Military News, and it says this. The report, the United States and Japan have drafted a joint military response plan to if Chinese were to attack Taiwan. It says this. I just pulled a few excerpts from the article because it ties right in with my topic. The 2 plus 2 plan stipulates between uh, the United States and Japanese, it stipulates that upon a Taiwan emergency, United States Marines would deploy to establish temporary attack bases equipped with artillery rocket systems on Japan's Nansai Island, uh, their, their chain near Taiwan. While Japan's military provides ammunition, fuel, and other logistical support, Japan's Kyoto News reported. The plan would be carried out if Japan determines the China-Taiwan conflict escalated to the point of jeopardizing Japan's peace and security. So a Pentagon spokesperson told The Hill that the United States and Japan that they share a strong commitment to peace and stability along the Taiwan Strait and that both are committed to enhancing resiliency and interoperability between the United States and Japanese forces and deepening operational cooperation during peacetime and various regional contingencies. You understand what's going on between China and Taiwan now. They've been sending bombers and their... um, Military aircraft, fighter jets, 
over into Taiwan's airspace. You can imagine the, the situation there because you've got this little strip of island that's Taiwan and then you've got China with over a billion people. So it's really heating up. Taiwan is, according to the article, Taiwan is this self-governing island off the coast of China. But the Chinese Communist Party says that the sovereign nation will eventually come under its control through force if necessary. They want their gold back that, that Chiang Kai-shek uh, took. And again, Taiwan, the 22nd largest economy on the planet. Very wealthy nation. And so wouldn't you like to just say, hey, they're ours. We'll take them back. Well, Taiwan has repeatedly said that the island nation needs to prepare for a military conflict with China and will do whatever is necessary to defend itself. China has increased its aggression towards Taiwan, signalizing a possible imminent invasion. And China sends near daily, like I said, warplane flights around Taiwan's air defense zone and has increased its deployment of warships in that region. So, how do you tie all this? China, Taiwan, the United States, Japan, in with the Middle East. Well, there's an article. Now, I read an article on the Russia-China-Iran axis just a few weeks ago. Well, today, on Newsmax, there's an article... Russia, China, and Iran team as a triple threat. Okay, so now I'm going to tie Russia. So you imagine, look at all the players here. Russia, China, Iran, possibly Taiwan, Japan, the United States, Israel, and all here in the Middle East sector. And which, if this all kicked off, you'd bring Europe in. All, I mean, it would be world war. If it were to all kick off, and it could kick off in the Middle East. How do I know? Well, earlier this month, Russian President Vladimir Putin, and this is coming from the Newsmax article, uh, Vladimir Putin and his Chinese counterpart Xi Jinping agreed to cooperate as a common pushback warning to the United States and our regional allies in their special spheres of interest not to meddle in their expansionist military agendas. Okay, one of them is Russia, Ukraine, China, Taiwan, all of these things, and their efforts to um, supersede the our sanctioning of Iran. They've, they have just dismissed that, and they've been buying oil all along because they're an ally of Iran. So, according to a formal statement from the Chinese Foreign Ministry, China and Russia relations have emerged from all kinds of tests to demonstrate new vitality. So, imagine going to war with Russia and China at the same time. And it says this, and I'm quoting, Russia will be the most staunch supporter of the Chinese government's legitimate position on Taiwan-related issues. So imagine Russia and China, China goes against Taiwan. Joe Biden has said, hey, we're going to come to the defense. And now Japan has said that as well. We're going to come to the defense of Taiwan. Now Russia has said, we're going to support China's um, role, China's Taiwan effort 
and that related issue as well. So now you got all the big players of the world coming in because you've got Russia and the United States, which controls 90% of the world's nuclear arsenal. So let me tie it in a little bit more. On the Russian side, President Putin, who has called the collapse of the Soviet Union, now you understand, the, the communistic Soviet Union, he's called the collapse of that. A lot of people have said, oh, socialism's dead, communism's dead, the Soviet Union broke apart. Okay, Vladimir Putin, president of Russia, has called the collapse of the Soviet Union the greatest geopolitical catastrophe of the 20th century. And he wants Beijing's non-interference in reversing that circumstance. The Bible says the Antichrist kingdom will be a socialistic kingdom in the end time, right? Socialistic or communistic. The red seven-headed ten-horned beast in Revelation 17.3. It goes on to say, as a sequel to Vladimir Putin's uh, country's 2014 seizure of the Crimean Peninsula... He wants to convert in the invasions of eastern regions of Ukraine. Russia has recently amassed a large buildup of troops near the Ukrainian border to complete the takeover. And there are added threats posed to America and our allies through collaborations of these two adversarial powers, and they must be taken seriously. Imagine if it kicked off that Russia and Crimea, which we would get involved in, and China and Taiwan, Taiwan, which we would get involved in, all happened at the same time. What's the United States going to do at that point? And if the Israel-Iran thing happened with the nuclear situation there, which is just boiling. So Moscow surged its supply of military equipment to Beijing after seizing Crimea, and since then, Russia and Chinese warplanes have continually intruded on South Korean airspace since 2019. They staged a joint naval-military demonstration in the Sea of Japan just in October, a couple months ago. So the situation becomes even more dangerous for the world as Russia and China include and leverage Iran in their mutual teaming agendas. So now you're tying all this mess going on in the East to Iran, the Middle East, one of the nations that houses the Euphrates River. Russia and China have both been giving Iran crucial support as Tehran fights this U.S.-led sanctions against its nuclear program through the Joint Comprehensive Plan of Action, the JCPOA. You understand they're trying to get a new nuclear agreement um, hammered out in Vienna right now, which is looks like it's kind of going nowhere. They could end up getting something, but right now it's just kind of stalled at this point. They're trying. and But it, it was uh, that was known really as the, uh, more broadly known as the Iran nuclear deal. President Trump terminated the JCPOA because of the sunset clauses that allowed Iran to eventually get nuclear weapons anyway. He said, well, I'm, hey, we're going to pull out of that and we're just going to start hammering them with sanctions. And the Biden administration desperately wants to have it reinstated as a, a, a featured foreign policy goal. 
But as a partner of the, uh, in this multilateral talks with Iran over its nuclear weapons agenda, Russia has consistently sought to prevent the United States from imposing these serious restraints on these programs. Folks, Russia and China are allies. I've said this many times, but you've got to understand what's going on. The news isn't always telling you exactly what's going on here. Russia and China are allies of Iran, the number one state sponsor of terrorism on the planet. They're surrounding Israel. They want to strangle her. They want to do away with Zionism anywhere in the planet, especially in Israel. They don't want that. They don't want that belief system. So they'd love to annihilate Israel. They, don't, they, 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 they say it all the time. It's in the news daily. Go to some of the Israel news sources. So what they would love to do is they would love to... They've got terrorist proxies in Lebanon, Syria... Iraq, obviously in Iran, down south in Yemen. And they're saying, hey, all you have to do is make one mistake, we'll bomb you from all these, all these terrorist proxies, we'll bomb you at the same time. They just put out a map in the news the other day that had all the different targets. There was a ton, many, many targets. The whole thing was, Israel was full of these little flags that they had all of these, that they would, the targets that they would fire on. Well, on October 21st, physicist Davis Albright, America's preeminent expert on Iran's nuclear weapons progress, told a forum that was hosted by the Endowment for the Middle East, Truth, that in the worst case scenario, and I'm quoting, he said in the worst case scenario, in one month, Iran can make enough enrichment, enriched uranium for a bomb. And in five or six months, enough for several bombs. Now, obviously, Israel is not going to let that happen. Joe Biden has said they will not let it happen. I don't know. I mean, after the Afghanistan withdrawal debacle, I don't even know. I mean, who knows what Joe Biden would do. But Israel is not going to let it happen, even if she has to go go it alone. So it goes on to say that Iran has reportedly already advanced their uranium enrichment to 60%, which is, it takes nothing to go to 90%, the threshold required for nuclear weapons-grade material, while outside inspectors weren't even allowed in to check them, which was under the JCPOA deal, they should have been allowed to go in there and check. Of course, right now, all that's off the table. So you can see the scenario boiling with Russia, China, Taiwan, Japan, the United States, Israel, Iran, It's the whole whole situation just boiling to the point where something's got to happen. They're talking about it. They're stalling. But everybody's making threats. What's going to happen? One of the next prophecies to occur, World War III. Whether it's a global pandemic, threat of war, or floundering economies, end-time events are happening around the world every day. How can you have peace in a world of such great uncertainty? With the End Time Magazine subscription, you can gain a deeper understanding of current events and its prophesied repercussions. End Time Magazine's exclusive content and prophetic insight allows you to understand where we are in the end time. It will give you peace when horrific news and events happen. 
when you subscribe today to End Time Magazine for 12 months for just $19.99. You can have hope for the future because you will understand what the Bible says about the time we are living in. You'll get access to exclusive articles like the Prophesied American-Israeli Alliance, End Time Do's and Don'ts, and Could School Choice Save America? Subscribe for you or a friend right now. Go to endtime.com or call 1-800-END-TIME. That's 1-800-END-TIME. The symbols and prophecies within the book of Revelation have perplexed Christians and unbelievers around the world. In his final work, Revelation, the unveiling of Jesus Christ Part 2, the late Irvin Baxter unlocks the mystery of the book of Revelation with in-depth analysis and commentary like you've never heard before. These comprehensive study tools, available for $299, will deepen your biblical understanding. Don't miss this special offer. Call 1-800-END-TIME or go to endtime.com. If your station only carries the first 30 minutes of End of the Age, go to endtime.com and click the watch button to continue today's broadcast. You can also finish up later by clicking the archive button. So this article on the Russia-China-Iran axis, it goes on to say, I pulled a few more excerpts from it. It says that it is beyond foolhardy to imagine that Iran will wind back their nuclear ambitions and their regional exploits in exchange for already unenforced inspection requirements and temporary U.S. sanction relief that very well may again be terminated by the next American president. I mean, why would they even mess with that? That's why they're having a hard time with the JCPOA now. They tried to go in, Iran tried to go in and say, hey, lift the sanctions or we're not even going to talk, basically. And so it's, they're, they're at a, 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 a loggerheads here. So in any case, there's no way to return to the 2015 JCPOA status quo because Iran has already enriched its uranium far too much since then. So Beijing, China, though, has been openly buying Iranian oil in defiance of U.S. sanctions. And the Biden administration honestly really doesn't seem to care. He's just wanting to enter back into the JCPOA. I I would love to get inside the mind of President Joseph R. Biden and see really what's going on in there. Uh, kind of a scary pros- prospect at that point. Um, in addition, Russia has long been a supplier of nuclear and missile technology to Tehran. Now, I want to read that again. Russia has long been a supplier of nuclear and missile technology to Tehran. Okay? Iran, the number one state sponsor of terrorism on the planet. Russia is aiding in their ability to acquire nuclear weapons. So, they, and they also conduct military operations with Iran's Islamic Revolutionary Guard Corps in Syria. So, none of this is not to suggest that everything between Russia and China is like this rosy or uncomplicated relationship. I mean, it it never really is between any country 100%, right? 
but it doesn't mean that they wouldn't go to war together. You know, notwithstanding Putin's 2021 statement that Russia and China relations have reached their highest level in history, the two countries hold long-standing distrust and enmity, including deadly border conflicts that led China and the Soviet Union to the break of war back in 69. You understand about um, uh, Mongolia, Xinjiang, and I can't remember the third nation. Um, but anyway, they, they've had problems, border conflicts for years. And as Alexander Gubiev, who is a senior fellow at the uh, Sinologist at the uh, Carnegie Moscow Center, he observed that it is a deepening strategic partnership with expanding security and economic ties. And it's mutually beneficial, but it's increasingly asymmetric with Russia needing China increasingly more than the other way around. And that gives China additional leverage. But he added that China and Russia are an exact match made in heaven in terms of economic structures. Russia has an abundance of natural resources like oil, gas, metals, fertilizers, food stuff, and it needs capital. And it needs foreign technology. China is exactly the opposite. It needs natural resources to fuel its growth, and it has cutting-edge technology, and it has a surplus of capital. So it's like a match made in heaven, right? We need what you have. You've got what we need. And regardless of our differences, we will, we're going to partner here, and we're going to, in a sense, try to run the world. And... You know, there's a chance because we know that the, the, the Antichrist will come from Europe. Russia, west of the Ural Mountains, is considered European Russia. And so, um, you know, I don't know. Could Vladimir Putin be a good candidate for the Antichrist? He certainly could. So the three nations that have been a contentious, a bones of contention between Russia and China. They just hit me. Manchuria, Mongolia, Xinjiang. You know, the Bible says that the bear in Daniel chapter 7 was raised up on one side and it had uh, three ribs in the mouth of it between the teeth of it. We have speculated for years if it may not be those three nations between Russia and China. Bones of contention. That's a speculation, but it is one possibility. Also, the Baltic nations of um, Lithuania, Latvia, and Estonia, the three Baltic nations. So, again, speculation on my part, but um, a point of interest nonetheless. So, when, on, on balance, both countries benefit from closer relationships. China increasingly relies on Russian oil and gas to feed its energy-hungry consumers and factories while propping up Russia's sagging economy. Both countries also stand to gain enormously by pushing on different fronts simultaneously. This is very important. Pushing on different fronts simultaneously in hopes of sapping American power and global credibility. Russia's military provocations in Ukraine draw U.S. focus away from China's 
uh, aspirations with Taiwan, think about it. They were to go to war at the same time, making it more likely that either or both may calculate that this makes a good mutual opportunities to push territorial ambitions. Accordingly, strategic threats presented by this tightening alliance among America's two most formidable, formidable, really, geopolitical competitors are both emboldened and amplified by obviously weak and confused U.S. leadership. That is a real problem in America. Uh, Even our allies in the... um, uh, our global allies, even Israel senses that we are very weak at this point because of the current administration. Weakness. We cannot be seen as weak in the world. We're America. But if our leadership is weak, that's not a good thing, obviously. So America, it, it allows a, um, a, a nation who would be a terrorist-type organization wanting to push their agendas... It allows them a little bit of um, levity, right? So America's allies and adversaries have witnessed the Biden administration's um, feckless grant of permission to Russia to complete its Nord Stream 2 natural gas pipeline to Germany. We were supposed to be working with Germany to protect them. Uh, NATO, you understand the situation. And she goes and puts in a pipeline and buys gas from Russia. We were supposed to be protecting her from Russia. It was the whole reason for NATO. And that's why Donald Trump sat down across the table from one of the, the uh, German negotiators and he said, hey, what, are you, uh, you, what, you're, what you're doing makes no sense. They caught it on camera. He said, you want NATO and, and our alliance here to protect you from Russia, but yet you go and buy gas from Russia and become gas dependent upon Russia. It's crazy. And then... There's the disastrous Afghanistan withdrawal that abandoned its strategic Bagram Air Force Base in, uh, to China and pathetically desperate attempts to bring Iran mullahs back to the nuclear negotiating table. I mean, it's a mess. These guys are all allies. The Russia-Chinese-Iran axis. You understand what's going on now. Meanwhile, with Russia and Chinese support and de facto protection... Tehran, Iran, is escalating terror attacks in the region. And so imagine, imagine look at this scenario. Imagine if, if it was just Iran. Take, if, if Russia and China were not in the equation, do you think Israel would have a problem going in there and just hammer down and taking care of their nuclear situation once and for all? Why wouldn't they just do that? Israel... Um, has the most powerful military in the Middle East. Here's the problem. It's not just the Middle East. That's why I wanted to bring this to you today. Russia, China, Iran, the axis of evil here. Three, these three nations. And then you've got Israel. They're hoping they can rely on the United States. I mean, with, with the current administration, that's scary. I'll be honest with you. Our military is very powerful. But when your leadership is weak, you got a problem. That's the problem. So, Tehran, because of their de facto protection from China and Russia, they're escalating terror attacks in the region. 
and reportedly including an October drone attack on the U.S. base in Syria and in November, Iran-backed militia attempt to kill Iraq's prime minister. So, whereas no one can confidently predict if, how, or when the world will get through this, these perilous times. How are we going to do this? Will we go to war? Will they sit down at a negotiating table and sign some document? Who knows? Will it all go away? No. One forecast is certain. The article states from the military.com, fully expect that Moscow, Beijing, China, and Tehran, Iran will continue to aggressively leverage combined powers to test America's all-crucial global leadership. Why did we go through this? Because the Bible says, in all likelihood, the next event to occur. Now, again, there's a peace agreement that may happen before or after. It's going to happen either before or after, but I don't know which one. Highly likely that the war will happen first. That this, it's coming, it's going to emanate out of the Middle East region, and it's going to kill one-third of the world's population. So it's not just going to stay maintained right there in the Middle East. It's going to, spread, it's going to start there. It's going to spread out around the world. This is scripture, folks. As much as the, the Berlin Wall came down, as much as the Euro, European uh, has gathered themselves back together under the um, Lisbon Treaty and the rebirth of the Holy Roman Empire, I mean, all these big prophecies, the regathering of the nation of Israel, just like all these prophecies have occurred, this World War III is going to happen. And look at the buildup around the world with the most powerful nations on the planet. I mean, we're not talking about, you know, uh, Uruguay and, um, you know, some place in South America, Argentina. No. We're talking about the most powerful militaries on the planet. That Russia and China, Russia and the United States, they control 90% of the world's nuclear arsenal. Uh, the Jerusalem Post today. They had an article, Iran threatens a nuclear explosion in Israel's Demona facility. So Israel's Demona facility is their nuclear plant that they use for nuclear weapons. Now, if you go there to Israel, your guides are going to say, that's a textile factory. But everybody knows Israel has nuclear weapons. That's Demona. And so Iran has threatened that. Another artic- uh, headline in Israel Hayam, Iran deal puts us on a cruise control heading over a cliff. I'll get a little bit more into it when we get back on the other side. Then we may get, well, I'll get into another discussion uh, if I have a little bit of time. May have to do that tomorrow. We'll see what happens. But uh, we'll talk a little bit more about this when we get back. I've been part of the End Time family from the beginning over 30 years ago when my parents, Irvin and Judy Baxter, began the ministry from the recliner in our living room. My name is Jana Robbins. I have the pleasure of connecting with our incredible partners every day. End Time is a small nonprofit that runs a high-traffic website, a daily TV and radio show, the Prophecy College in Jerusalem, and more. Although we have less than 30 team members, we are able to serve tens of millions of people each month. We survive on the goodness of God and donations averaging about $50. If everyone hearing this message gave $22, our financial needs would be 
met for the year. If you only give to one cause per month, please consider partnering with End Time to help get the message of our soon coming King out to the world. Call us at 1-800-END-TIME to give today or go to endtime.com to become a monthly or one-time partner. You know, everyone, you just heard my wife there, uh, Jana, talking about giving. I know a lot of you guys want to give. You'll give to a, a, a nonprofit organization before the end of the year. And the end of the year giving, everybody calls it. Well, if you're doing that, consider giving to End Time Ministries. Honestly, we talk about prophecy all the time. That's what we're called to do. But our main calling is to teach and preach the gospel of the kingdom of God all over the world. And we're doing that. End Time Ministries has sent literally, I I don't know how many thousands and thousands of people around the world. We've got a hold of missionaries. We've got a hold of superintendents, different people, uh, regional directors to find people, good Bible-believing, Bible-teaching churches in nations literally all over the world. And we've had people that I had a couple ladies call me from Slovakia and said, hey, we uh, started watching Jerusalem Prophecy College and we seen that we needed to be baptized. We started baptizing people. They received the Holy Ghost. Can you or Doug or Vince come and pastor the church we have started in Slovakia? And I said, ma'am, I, I, we've got a giant tiger by the tail here in Dallas, Texas. I, you know, let me get you a hold of in touch with a missionary over there and you got, they can help you with your church. They started a church from our Jerusalem Prophecy College, everybody. And with everything that we've got going on, the Jerusalem uh, Prophecy College. In, now, they were watching. They did the Jerusalem Prophecy College online, which you can uh, sign up for. Go to Jerusalem Prophecy College, enroll, start. And then, But we've got people. Our classes are growing in the, our physical college in downtown Jerusalem, even though we haven't been there in uh, what? Almost two years. We're hoping to go back this spring if uh, they let up the COVID restrictions. And that's something that you might look forward to if you wanted to go back to Israel with us. We're going to be doing that uh, in the spring. If Again, if we can uh, work out all the logistics and they remove all those restrictions. Right now, our guides have told us don't even think about coming. Uh, so we couldn't go. And unless you all, unless everybody going with us wanted to go into, um, you know, quarantine for a few days. And uh, right now you couldn't. I mean, that's just all there is to it. It's not going to happen right now. But we want to go back in the spring if we can. We'll see. But everything is growing. End time is expanding. We, we've had a, a wonderful year. And so if you would like to, um, you know, if, you, if a lot of people just give one time right there at the end of the year for tax purposes and things like that. So uh, if you'd like to do that, there's still time to do that. Um, we'll be open uh, today, tomorrow, and uh, or you can give online. Go to endtime.com, and uh, it's a great way to help you out with your tax purposes and uh, help End Time Ministries out as well. We're growing, expanding, literally teaching the 
gospel of the kingdom of God around the world. We've got a lot of big projects planned uh, for 2022. We're going to continue on with the um, updated in, uh, understanding the end time project. We've shot five lessons. There's probably going to be about 14. And so we're updating them, and that's Irvin Baxter and, and myself. The plan was us for to was to shoot those starting uh, early 2021. Well, God had other plans. Irvin uh, Baxter passed away November 3rd of last year. And so, obviously, I had to take off and, and jump into the project. And now we've got five lessons shot. It's going to be awesome. I'm teaching the lesson, but Irvin Baxter is coming along, coming on and telling his miracles um, about how God revealed to him the Chernobyl nuclear uh, accident and uh, with calling the librarian and miraculous things, pulling him out of the bed and saying, hey, go down and buy a paper. And uh, he was trying to figure out who the German leopard was in Daniel 7. God said, God pulled him out of bed and said, go buy a paper this morning, real early in the morning. And he thought, I'm, I'm in, I think it was Starks, Louisiana. He said, I don't even know where to go. And God said, go buy a paper right now. He goes down to the cafe. This was, what, 50 plus years ago. Sticks his, uh, whatever it was, a nickel maybe in the thing, bought a paper, pulled it out, and it said, Germany sells the leopard tank to the Netherlands. God revealed to him, now that we've got other proofs, but God revealed to him that Germany was the four-headed leopard in Daniel 7. So I'm teaching the lessons. Irvin Baxter comes on and gives those, uh, the miracle, the miraculous uh, prophetic interpretations to these things. And it, it's going to be awesome. I think you guys will really like it. We're trying to make it so it can never be dated. You can use these from here to the rapture, you know, unless some big breaking things happen. Then we'll do DVDs. We're also going to do some single DVDs. Uh, we got a lot of lessons that we want to teach. And so uh, we'll also continue on with our television program, Into the Age. A lot of people on radio don't even know we're on TV. And we're on Daystar and Jim Baker's Praise the Lord Network and... Uh, we've interviewed with all of them this year, and it's been great. So a lot of things are coming up um, in 2022. So if you'd like to give maybe an end-of-the-year gift, you always do that to a, um, a ministry or something. Uh, consider end-time ministries in your end-of-the-year giving. God bless you, and we thank you so much for that. Now, got a little bit more to go over with the uh, this Israel stuff because it's really, really heating up. It's not going away. You can see they've been talking about it hot and heavy for just years now. Well, the Bible says there's going to come a time when all this stuff kicks off. The article from Israel Hayam, it actually states that the critical thing for Israel decision makers, when it's talking about Israel bombing Iran's nuclear aspirations, is can we afford to wait? Can we afford another month, another two months, another three months? Now, this is coming from the former Israeli ambassador to the U.S., Ron Dermer. He said, when will, it, when will uh, let's just wait later, when's that going to be too late? And that's the question that Israel has to ask itself. Imagine the number one state sponsor of terrorism on the planet who is saying they want to basically annihilate all Zionism, which is to get rid of Israel, Wipe them off the face of the map. Imagine them getting nuclear weapons. 
Israel's never going to allow that to happen. Ron Dermer said that I would hope that the senior decision makers and the military officials in Israel are thinking very carefully about when they will reach a point where they can no longer take the, that action and if they're going to reach that point, they have to act before it does. Uh, or a nuclear attack. Asked by Makovsky where Israel and America's red line should be with Iran, Dermer said, well, there's actually two red lines. For Israel, the red line would be when the Israeli military is no longer able to take out Iran's nuclear capabilities on its own. For the United States, the red line is different because it has different capabilities, but this is a, it's immaterial for Israel as it cannot allow Iran to cross its red line to the point where they couldn't go in there and take it out by themselves. Ultimately, there will be, they'll, they'll reach a point where an Israeli prime minister could not act anymore, but an American president could. And if an Israeli prime minister would make the decision, okay, I can't act anymore if I wait another week or another month. In other words, can't really rely on the United States at some point, and this is going through the decision-making process, may not be able to rely on the, the United States because they're not willing to act. We need to, may, may need to go ahead and go in. He says, I'm going to cede that decision to the President of the United States because the President can't act. At that point, Ron Dermer said, I think that the Prime Minister of Israel should resign because he said he or she would not be worthy of sitting in the chair as Prime Minister of Israel. He's saying, in other words, don't wait on the United States. If it comes down to it, the United States don't want to act, we go. Again, though, think of all the players here. Russia, China, Taiwan, Japan, Iran, Israel, the United States. Tying all this in, I'm showing you the Iran, uh, Russia, China axis. How possibly the Ukraine situation could come into play. How the Taiwan situation could come into play. How it could bring Japan in. How it could bring the United States in. Huge scenario. You understand why I wanted to do this today? Because the Bible says one of the next prophecies on God's prophetic timeline is this war in the Middle East. And I'm telling you, I've watched Iran, well, me and my father-in-law, Irvin Baxter, we watched Iran like a hawk because that situation never went away. Even when we had ISIS, when we had everything else, the Syrian civil war, everything that was happening, the Iran situation never went away. The, the Syrian civil war, all that stuff's kind of died down. Uh, the stuff with Turkey, everything, the, the stuff on the other side of the Euphrates River uh, with Deir Azor, every, all that stuff, the Iraq, all that stuff died down, but not Iran. Since the late 70s, we've been really at war with Iran, and it has never went away. So, JNS, uh, the Jewish News Syndicate, they published another article. Israel is fast approaching the moment of truth with Iran. Everybody's talking about this. Go to any of your Israel news sources. Jerusalem Post, Israel Hayam, Israel National News, uh, the Jewish News Syndicate, Times of Israel, any of them. They're all talking about Iran. What are we going to do? They want to they wipe us off the map. They're trying to get nuclear weapons. What are we going to do about it? So the article says, Israel has the ability to attack Iran and will soon have no other choice as the proverbial sword is almost at 
as it, at Israel's neck. Iran's long-term strategic interest is to possess nuclear weapons. I mean, imagine if Canada is saying, we want nothing more than to wipe the United States off the planet, and they were trying to build nuclear weapons. What should the United States do? The United States just wants to be left alone. Don't want nobody to bug us. That's Israel. All Israel wants is to be left alone. They don't want Jordan. They don't want Egypt. They don't want Lebanon or Syria. They just want to be left alone. But you've got Iran that wants to annihilate them. Imagine if it was Canada. What do you think we should do? If we had nuclear weapons and they wanted to get nuclear weapons and they were constantly saying in the news, <coughs> we want to wipe the United States, <coughs> United States pardon me, off the map. Well, that's where Israel's at. Iran's long-term strategic plans, get nuclear weapons. In a short term, under the yoke of sanctions and sputtering, this sputtering economy that threatens the regime's survival, other than what they're getting from Russia and China, Iran must get the sanctions lifted. The United States, under a president that's his plummeting approval ratings, needs an achievement to improve its standing. Joe Biden does. So the China and Ru- Chinese and Russians, which regardless don't abide by any of the sanctions, they'll be glad to return to doing legitimate business with Iran such that ultimately all sides have an interest in reaching a deal. That's my point for doing the program today, folks, is they all have an interest in the Middle East. They're not looking for Canada. They're not looking for South America. They're not looking for Antarctica. It all comes down to the Middle East. They all want to have a hand in that. But there's much more to it than that. There's the nuclear weapons. There's their ideology, what they're wanting to do, global aspirations. Something at some point in the near future will cause this war to kick off. It's prophecy. This has been End of the Age, brought to you by the faithful partners of End Time Ministries. If you're not currently a partner with End Time Ministries, or if you would like more information, we invite you to call us at 1-800-END-TIME. That's 1-800-363-8463, or visit us online at endtime.com. 